Hi, everyone. This is Ron Jolson, and you're listening to the Christian Fellowship Community Forum podcast. Thanks for tuning in to today's episode. Welcome to our Christian Fellowship Community Forum. This is number nine, for those of you keeping track, and it's number nine even if you're not. And now it is my pleasure to introduce Dwan Black, managing partner in Atlanta. He's our first managing partner uh, as a guest on the CFC Forum. And Dwan was uh, born and raised in Morristown, Tennessee, as opposed to Morristown, New Jersey, where I'm from. Very different. Attended the University of Tennessee in Knoxville. Uh, He graduated uh, with honors in uh, 1989 with a degree in finance, joined NM in 1988 as a college rep, signed full-time in 89. You were, I believe, a college unit director in 91, managing director in 95, and then at age 27, and then appointed managing partner in Atlanta in 2007. So Dewan is uh, married with three kids and one daughter-in-law. And Dewan, I love your topic today, uh, which is how to really define success and talk about it, not just really from a Christian perspective. Uh, and I can't wait to hear your thoughts on that. Uh, but if you wouldn't mind, just to, to get things going, could you tell us maybe a little bit about your faith journey first? Uh, yeah, good morning. Uh, I'm more than thrilled to be with you and, and at some level really, really humbled to share this type of a talk with my Northwestern Mutual family. Um, And uh, how I'd like to begin is I'd like to open us uh, in prayer. So if you would uh, pray with me. Father God, uh, you brought us all here today um, in this time, in this moment, for some reason. And I just ask that you bless this time. You speak to us. You build our relationships. You help us to focus more on you and your will for our lives. Uh, and we ask all these things in Jesus' name. Amen. Um, I also want to say, before I speak uh, an overview about my faith journey, how cool this ministry is. Um, we are in a world where the world is saying to us, separate, separate. Don't bring your faith to work. Don't Don't be who you are at the absolute spirit level of who you are. Keep those separate. You'll offend people. Uh, And and everything in me says that's horrible. And so I'm so thankful, so thankful that we have this community that a long time ago, somebody had a vision to build this. uh, And my main hope for today is that it expands in some way because of this time together. And I know it will. So my faith journey, um, I would say the early years, there wasn't a lot to speak much about. Uh, pretty normal early phase of my life, uh, although it got fairly tumultuous fairly early in my life. My parents' marriage ended at age eight. Um, it was not a good ending to a marriage, but I was eight. Um, but I was going to church. I had some influence of some great friends. Um, and I would say through my early teen years, um, you know, just the influence of being at church when somebody made me go, um, but, but also some great friends who were believers surrounding me and just being with me, um, had me asking questions. Um, and, uh, when I was 15, my mother was diagnosed with terminal breast cancer. And so, 
somewhat as a single mom, that was really, really hard for her and, and very hard for me and my family. Uh, and back then, um, that type of diagnosis is very much different than it is today. That was a long, long time ago. It was very much a terminal illness. I mean, she battled her cancer for eight uh, for three and a half years. And uh, throughout that battle, um, in and out of hospital, somewhat in and out of hospice, she had this poster that went with her everywhere. Uh, and the poster was, yes, Lord God, I believe. And it was a picture of the ocean. And it was just an incredible, incredible reminder. And I'm like, why does she believe so much in this God as a teenager? And so I was just thinking about that a lot. Uh, she did lose her battle with cancer um, at, when I was 18, a month before I graduated from high school, which was very, very difficult. But at that time, uh, God sent two people into my life, my grandfathers, that were the rocks and the foundation of my life going forward and, and tremendous, tremendous role models. And so I could speak for several hours about their influence on my life. But what I'll say is thank God for grandparents. Um, if you are one, be a great one. Uh, my grandparents taught me family, hard work, loyalty, and most importantly, faith. Um, so I went to UT, as you mentioned, Ron, graduated, found Northwestern. And I believe for many of us, we don't find Northwestern. I think it finds us. Uh, I think we get chosen for this. And I felt that really somewhat early in my life, which was weird. And it was really weird in my mid-20s when I was in my men's Bible study, uh, going to church and a newlywed that I was saying to my Bible study, uh, I really feel called to this work. And they would look at me like I was speaking a different language. Um, but it was in that middle 20s when I got married to Ellen, who I believe is on the line, and we started our life together, that we really started to form our faith together. And that men's Bible study was very, very helpful to me. And the first book we studied was the book of James, um, which is, if you haven't read and studied James, it's probably the most practical a book in the Bible, and it, and that's what I needed. It starts by saying, consider it pure joy, my brothers and sisters, whenever you face trials of many kinds, because you know that the testing of your faith produces perseverance. Let perseverance finish its work so that you may be mature and complete, not lacking in anything. And I'd been through some adversity in my life and I was reading that and I was like, how in the world can I ever consider um, it pure joy to have trials and tribulations? But I started to think maybe, maybe there is something to that. Um, I already mentioned that I got married to Ellen as new parents. Uh, we got more and more involved in our church and, and really, I think, began to build. Uh, a strong spiritual foundation to our future family. Uh, we have three sons and they've both all been instrumental to me in my faith journey. Um, so inspiring. I see Jesus in them. Um, sometimes I see the opposite of Jesus in them. I think that's parenting. 
Um, but, but most of all, they are amazing. Um, and so fast forward through my Northwestern mutual career and fast forward through, um, you know, really, uh, ups and downs of that, some success, uh, had a health scare, uh, in late 2018 and that health scare, uh, was a diagnosis of invasive malignant melanoma. That's not something you want your dermatologist to say to you, but I was driving home with that diagnosis in December of 18. Um, we got to check the lymph nodes. You've got three spots we're really scared about. Uh, this is very, very serious. Um, I would tell you during that period, and, and I know everybody will go through things like that in their life. Um, there's a couple of things I never question, and that is, would I be okay or would my family be okay? Because I knew the answer to both of those questions. Um, so um, fast forward again to this year, um, and I, I, this is an admission. Uh, I've never been a person that has really studied the Bible. Uh, I know that's been a part of what I should do, and I know Bible stories, and I acted like that I knew the Bible, but candidly, I never really did. And so somehow or other, God is speaking to me again uh, and our, our church that we're so thankful for uh, created this year in the Bible uh, quest program, Cliff Notes version. Uh, and so I have on a weekly basis been reading the Bible and man, are things coming to life in my life because of my time and the word. Um, and I'll speak about my involvement with this great organization uh, in a moment, but that's a, that's a flyover run of just really the faith journey. It's cliff notes as I can make it. Well, that's, that's awesome. And uh, I, I love that you uh, really, you know, talked about the fact that, you know, as a Christian, man in the Northwestern Mutual community, uh, you knew that in the event something did happen to you, uh, you kind of knew where you were going, but you also knew your family was taken care of. Boy, that's like what we're all about if you put it yeah. all together. So I love it. Sure. Um, but let's talk a little bit about success because uh, that's a topic for today. And and maybe start if you have some examples in, in your journey that have helped you see success in a different way. would love to hear about that. Yeah, uh, this is the core of, of what I hope people take away from this. Um, I keep a quote on my uh, desk, uh, and it's a Tim Keller quote in our community here and in many faith communities to talk a lot about Tim Keller. But the quote is this, if our identity is in our work rather than in Christ, success will go to our heads and failure will go to our hearts. And I've seen that, I've heard it, um, but I would tell you that in our world, in the world that we all love so dearly, uh, it's really hard, uh, at least it has been for me to keep that in check. Um, we have ranking, scorecards, ribbons, um, uh, everything you could imagine to talk about tying our identity to uh, those things. And, and I, I want to also say that I believe at its very core, Northwestern Mutual is as good as it gets there because every single one of those things 
um, means that we're doing more good for people. And if we can keep it there, that's really great. But I can tell you throughout my career, I haven't kept it there. I've been, I've kept it. Where do I rank on the sheets? I've felt like a failure at times. I've felt like a magnificent success. I'm walking around the annual meeting feeling great. I'm walking around the annual meeting feeling terrible. And this connection to our, everybody knows everything in our community about our external performance is both a blessing and a curse. And my main message today is, Make it make it a blessing, but keep it in check. Um, there was certainly a time um, several years ago in my managing partner uh, trek where I felt like a failure. We were not performing in, in virtually any area of um, metric-based success in Atlanta, Georgia, and the Callaway Black Group. Uh, I was questioning, should I be in my role? There was a lot of sleepless nights. Um, there was a lot of deep and meaningful conversations with people that I trust deeply, uh, the, the most of which is my wife, Ellen. Uh, and I was really, should I be doing this? Is this what God is calling me to be? And maybe you felt some version of that in our performance-based uh, area, but I made a very, very conscious decision uh, about that to pray out loud uh, and to ask God to help me to find success through him. And I ask him if he, if I'm supposed to be here in this role, show me. And so um, I wouldn't say it was instant for sure, but what I began to feel inside out, and I think this is another important thing is feel this inside out. Uh, I was feeling you are where you need to be. You're doing the work you're supposed to be doing, but for the wrong reasons. I was feeling this, follow me, I will guide you. Don't focus on the sheets. Don't focus on the ribbons. Don't focus on your bank account. And I don't know about you all, but for sure, uh, one of the ways that in my life God has answered my prayers is he begins to put the right people in my life. And so many times uh, it became very, very clear to me in some of those non-worldly performance times, he's like, I got you. Here come some people that are supposed to be with you and are going to help you. Uh, and so uh, hopefully that's helpful uh, to some folks on the line. And, and it sounds like you, uh, once you had the right reasons, you got some prompting from the Holy Spirit and kind of changed you a bit. So are, are you leading now in, in a different way? Uh, that's a journey, Ron. Every day is, is um, uh, a focus on that. But I would say overall, absolutely. Um, uh, when this became more clear to me, uh, what, what I attempt to do every day is lead in a courageous way um, and lead in a way that we all know is you and I have incredible gifts and talents. We have to put those to use and be bold. Um, 
I think another thing that is um, a, a very controversial sub subject in our world today, but I feel um, very called uh, in this uh, endeavor, and that is be inclusive. Um, my question is, does everyone you hang out with uh, look like you and dress like you? Um, our worlds, I believe, are supposed to be images of God's glory. Uh, I want to encourage everybody on this call to get out of your everyone looks like you, sounds like you, and likes the same things you like cocoon, because I was building that in my world, and I uh, felt the call of the Holy Spirit to unlock that and don't build that. Um, and my belief, the way that I read the Bible today is the most inclusive leader in the history uh, was and is Jesus Christ. And so do your best to lead like him. Uh, whatever you do for the least of these, you do for me. Uh, what hasn't changed, what hasn't changed and never will is whether you're at the bottom of the sheets or the top of the sheets or your bank accounts full or your bank accounts dwindling or your relationships aren't going great, or you feel like a success, or you don't feel like a success, is there is no human scale or measurement for the depth and breadth of God's unending, unfailing love and grace for you. Yeah. And, and really what you're getting at is, I think, that the real success that you've had is as a result of your faith, your trust, your belief. And so you are focusing on success, not so much from the world's perspective, because in some ways that wasn't real success, right? It's not. Um, whatever your dreams are that you have today, I encourage you to, through prayer, through scripture, to lay those dreams and ambitions uh, at Jesus's feet and to let him guide your steps and your ways. And I, that's still a challenge for me today, but I'm, I'm doing it better than I was two or three years ago. And I intend to do it better for the rest of my life. So, so are you saying Dewan that Dewan doesn't get the, the glory for that? Well, who does? Yeah. Well, that's super <laughs> clear for me. Uh, no, it is not. Uh, the irony of this, for those of you that heard me talk in the Northwestern setting, is one of our firm's magnificent obsessions is to climb a dadgum sheet. Uh, and so uh, here we go again. But let me be clear. I am crystal clear that whether climbing that sheet happens or not, that's God's will. That's God's will, not mine. And if it does, he receives all the glory. And if it doesn't, he receives all the glory. Um, I start all of our big agency meetings uh, with a reminder. I'm not a big Latin speaker, but it's Latin phrase, soli deo gloria. Glory to God alone. We have to keep this in front of us. We can't walk around these meetings and these events thinking, look at me, look what I did, all of this great stuff. It'll fail you, folks. All right. Well, you know, thank you, Dewan. I think uh, really good nuggets uh, in there. I love how today, you know, you're walking through the Bible, through the Quest series. Um, it, 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 uh, it really sounds like 
you're, you're making a bridge from certainly your salvation and all of that, but you're also a disciple. And uh, that's, that's clearly important. Any final comments before we go to, uh, before I get everyone to breakouts on discipleship? Yeah, this is a, a quick one. Um, and this is an influence of, of uh, my time with the Christian Fellowship community. I uh, went to a retreat and really started to hear this from Bill Hall, but I know it was there. I just didn't know it was inside me. And it's like, I was telling myself, it's okay to be a Christian. Um, and I'll just take care of my little world and focus on my family and, and my relationship with Jesus. Uh, and I don't want to, influ- I don't want to offend or influence anybody. This disciple work, I'm going to leave that for somebody else. Uh, and what I believe today is you cannot uncouple those two things. If you say you are a, a Christian, Jesus following person, you must and need to be a disciple. And so this event today is an example for me of that at some level. It's outside of my comfort zone, but I feel we should all look for ways to, to be outside of our comfort zone. Well, it, it didn't appear to me that you were outside your comfort zone. Uh, so maybe there's the Holy Spirit working on you right here, right now. Uh, so we're going to go to breakout rooms and we've got two questions to think about. So um, and to talk about the first one, uh, when you ask your kids or your spouse or someone significant in your life, when they're telling the story of your success, what would you want your story to be? And, uh, and, and maybe either that one or a second one, which is similar. Uh, how might you define success in your life from a Christian perspective? So either one of those two or both of those two, we'd love for you to talk about in your breakout rooms. And we're going to come back in a few minutes. All right. Well, what a great, great discussions uh, that we certainly had in ours. But let me, Dewan, let me ask you, how, how was your experience in the breakout room? And um, any, any thoughts you want to share? I, I loved it. Um, and um, I never had the perspective of uh, sharing perspective and being in the breakout room to reflect on uh, some of my own perspective. So I want to quickly divert to anybody else in my room and see if anybody else had, had a thought. Feel free to unmute if you're in Duan's group. I don't mind sharing. Um, this is Shannon. And I'm a managing director in Duan's office. Um, and when Duan shared, like, if our identity is in our career, success will go to our heads and failure will go to our hearts. And I shared with the group that... Um, I'm a new managing director too in my 13th month. And so I'm often crying in Dwan's office and trying to identify like, why do I feel like a failure? Cause I haven't hit the mountaintop moment yet. Um, and to become a managing director, I had to have, have some success along the way to get there. And so just making sure my brother is also a financial advisor and I live across the street from my nephews and they're um, 16, 17 and 19 and kind of see every move I make. So I want my story to be like, I'm independent, I'm a believer, and that's my first choice in everything I do. So making sure I'm not wrapping up so much of my identity and like making sure I get the right color ribbon at the next MD conference, but more so that I'm leading from the front as a follower of Jesus. That's great. Um, 
That's awesome. And I'll just comment a little bit on our group too, Dewan. Uh, you might find it interesting. So people were talking about success and somebody shared a story that at the Christian Fellowship Breakfast at annual meeting, um, one of the guests that they had brought had basically said, you know, I, I just want more of Jesus in my life after hearing the speaker. And he was saying that, boy, that meant more to him than anything else that had happened, any of the ribbons, anything else, just having that person and the Lord, you know, using the moment and the invitation and frankly him to bring someone to him. Uh, and I told him, I said, you know, I have a similar experience like that. That will be with you the rest of your life. I mean, if nothing else happens and you know that you were part of God's plan to bring someone to know him, it doesn't get any better than that. Right. It's the best. It was awesome. So I was so glad we had the breakout room and I got to hear that one. Um, but anyway, uh, so let's do this. Maybe Dewan, if you wouldn't mind. Uh, as we as we go away and we go back to our our day jobs and thinking a lot about what we've heard today and how it will make a difference. Is there anything maybe that you want to leave us uh, with today? A thought or two just kind of to, to send us on. Yeah. Um, actually, there's th- uh, four thoughts, but they'll be quick. Um, the, the first one is. Uh, worldly success uh the way i receive it and um certainly this is is part of advice i've given to folks in our business that in every different role is in order to be successful you just have to believe more just believe more believe more believe in yourself believe in your team um believe in northwestern mutual um and if it had ended with in order to have success, you just have to believe more. You have to believe in your Lord and Savior and follow a life with him. That's how success is going to come your way. The other beliefs are um, a pale in comparison to that. So um, my uh, second thought is uh, there. this is uh, new for me, by the way, um, new meaning last few years, uh, there's really only one thirst in your life that can be fully quenched. And I'll just leave that one hanging. The, the core message of the gospel as I have really begun to study it uh, is to serve others, to put others first, put others' needs above yourself. Uh, and then this last one for me, uh, is a song by Thomas Rhett, uh, who many of you heard at the annual meeting um, and actually uh, had an opportunity to talk with him a little bit about this, but I love this so much. Uh, and so this will be my closing thought. Um, in a world full of hate, be a light. Love it. That's a great thought to end on. And so uh, Dewan, I wanna thank you. What a great session. Uh, I loved your comments, but I just really loved how in the breakout, people just ran with it. And so that's, to me, the mark of a, of a really amazing session. So thank you. 
Thank you for joining us. And for more information, visit our website, www.christianfellowshipcommunity.org. The Christian Fellowship Community is an independent, not-for-profit corporation. CFC is supported by volunteers and through donations from its participants. Neither CFC nor this episode are endorsed by, affiliated with, or promoted by Northwestern Mutual.